And we, we provide a platform for them to meet. They do a pancakes with the president. We provide a platform them to meet other people that are leaders in their businesses within the community to kind of learn and grow from them too. From Ray and Associates Studio, this is Unsuitable, a management and financial services podcast for entrepreneurs, tenured business leaders, and others who are ready to look beyond the suit and tie culture for meaningful, measurable results. I'm Doug Hauser. On this weekly podcast, thought leaders and business professionals break down complicated and mundane topics and give you the tips and insight you actually need to grow as a leader while helping your organization to grow and thrive. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. And if you want access to even more information, show notes, and exclusive content, please visit our website at www.raycpa.com slash podcast and sign up for updates. Remember that old saying, it takes a community to protect a child? Well, since COVID hit, it's become obvious that it also takes a community to protect local business. Fortunately, for businesses everywhere, there are incredible community resources to pull from. Today, Jennifer McDonald, President and CEO of the Licking County Chamber of Commerce, is here to share what the Chamber has done to help Licking County area businesses over the past year. We will also discuss the many reasons business owners should reach out to their local chambers if they haven't done so already. Welcome to Unsuitable, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm so excited to have you on because obviously, uh, in full disclosure, I'm a, a Licking County resident, and I just I have to say that, you know, having spent 30 years in in the business community throughout Central Ohio and and other parts of Ohio for that matter as well, uh, the Licking County Chamber is just the best in terms. <laughs> of you know, what, what you do and, and you say that to all the chambers. No, I do not. <laughs> uh, I just don't have them on. I just don't. Yeah. So, uh, so, but you guys just do a tremendous job with outreach and education and, and all of the things that, that are so important. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. As, as we get started here, I know, uh, Every community, every area has got its challenges. So for for Licking County, as as part of the Central Ohio MSA, what what are some of the advantages and disadvantages that that you see uh, in in the area right now? Uh, You mean as far as growth? Yeah. 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 Just what's going on and. Um, you know, we we butt up next to Franklin County. And so Western Licking County is growing whether we like it or not, or plan for it or not. And so it's coming our way. And uh, I think most communities are kind of in the same boat. We just don't have enough housing. Mm -hmm. We, um, you know, our schools are getting overfilled and there's always the demands on school districts to grow and expand and, and raise more funds so that they can continue to educate our children. But in saying that, we are also kind of the go-to place as far as locating new businesses because we have the land, we have existing businesses, we have great community leaders and elected officials that can get things done and have proven that they can get things done. So while growth can be a little scary, I think we have done a really good job of kind of helping to plan some growth to really try to market our area. Um, We've kind of become the hotbed for industrial growth, manufacturers, 
um, logistics, things of that nature. And so it seems like like businesses pull in like businesses. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you would think because unemployment got a little scary during COVID that we would um, not have the problem of finding employees, but our businesses are still really having a hard time finding a qualified workforce. So I would say, you know, next to kind of our, our housing um, issues, I would say finding a qualified workforce is probably second. Yeah, I would, I would wholeheartedly agree. Uh, that's certainly what, what we're seeing as well. And I, I, as you said, I think some of the advantages that the areas had is that industrial and, and logistics and, and all of those things is it continues to move eastward from, you know, the, the Franklin County area. And I think one of the things that, that you've done well and, and that the area has done well is to try to embrace that rather than, than fight it. You know, there's a way to participate in it and, and help manage it and try to make it as successful as you can. Whereas I see some other areas where, you know, it's, it's completely the opposite. They're going to fight it and, and do the whole NIMBY thing, you know, not in my backyard. Right. Talk about that approach a little bit in terms of how you try to be, you know, business friendly and and kind of bridge that gap between obviously the the needs of the the folks that that already live in the area versus the businesses. Yeah, that- absolutely. So we we have a, a community improvement corporation called Grow Licking County that is a public private partnership, and almost all of the cities and communities are a part of that. They're investors in 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 the organization, and most of them serve on the board of directors. So through that organization that started in 2013, we've kind of become experts in saying, okay, this is the trends we're seeing. How can we become more prepared? And so we've had consultants come in and help us with our planning, help us to figure out, you know, what is our our workforce like and how can we upskill the people that we have here? And so we have great uh, educational facilities like CTEC and COTC and Ohio State University at Newark so that they just don't all live in these little outside in their own entity. We all partner together so that we put the pieces together. And when a company comes in, we have all the answers for them. It's not just about incentives or tax abatements or anything like that. It's This is the educational piece. This is the, the community life that you're going to have. This is what we have going for us. And so um, we're all kind of on the same page. And there's not, I can't say that there isn't competition, um, you know, where everybody's kind of looking for, they, you know, they want great things to land in their own community. But it's kind of the, the saying that rising tides lift all ships. And that's really our philosophy of, you know, if the task lifting grows, you know, that's also great for heat because those people will come and, and, and go to those restaurants and, and maybe shop in their stores. And so we really kind of have a mentality that we work together and it becomes, you know, a win-win for everybody. Yeah. And I, I agree. I think that's that sense of community. And even though the, you know, the County is, is certainly growing, it's, you know, population now, maybe 170,000 plus. And, you know, I, I see all the projections. It's supposed to add another 50,000 in, in the next, yeah. you know, 15 years or so you know, a lot of growth, there's still that sense of community and, and still, um, you know, helping everybody out. It's, it's kind of big, but small at the same time. Is that Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So talk about, you know, obviously COVID hit us a, you know, a little over a year ago now and, and 
None of us obviously saw that coming. Talk about the response to to that within the community, some of the businesses that that helped out and, and in terms of outreach and some of the things that, that you learned through that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have to give major kudos to our, our, our Licking County Health Department. You know, they had been meeting prior to this when they kind of heard about it, I think in, in December to have kind of some sort of response team that, you know, this possibly could could be a, become a pandemic. And the way that they have reached out and really helped our community learn and understand what it means for our businesses and residents, they actually helped us with a um, business checklist for reopening. And so I, w- I want to definitely give them kudos. Our, our Looking more Health Systems and the hospital has constantly been giving updates on um, information. Because, you know, when stuff like this happens, there becomes all these little, hey, did you hear this? And this is what's happening. And, you know, so we, we really, they've done such a phenomenal job of getting the message out. And so we felt like we really needed to be the voice for businesses that were hurting. And so we had legislative updates with our state elected officials, our federal, I tell you, um, our Congressman Troy Balderson, I mean, I called him and he called me weekly and we met with businesses and, and he said, how can we help you? Um, you know, how can we make legislation that would really be helpful to you? And we listened to all your podcasts too. <laughs> you know that we were all on it. I think I got kicked off of one because it was, it was too full at the time. <laughs> so, you know, we learned all we could. We we utilized our resources with the U.S. Chamber and the, and, and, um, the ACCE, which is the American Chamber um, Executives, to really get best practices and, and stay up on legislation. You know, we always thought we were good with advocacy, but, man, we had to really, really learn what, what we could do to help our businesses. And so we told them about all the relief efforts. Um, and then last fall, we were contacted by the county to say, hey, we have... We, they, they received millions of uh, uh, COVID right. relief in the CARES Act. Can you help facilitate some some small business grants? And so we said, absolutely, let's figure this out. I mean, and I want to say each and every one of my team here at the chamber um, talk about community. They they all grew up here. They all graduated from local schools, and um, they are just phenomenal. I can't say I can't say nicer things, but yeah. they they work really hard. And so we. We put out a grant application. Um, we actually received $1.1 million and we're able to give that out to 113 businesses. That's phenomenal. I think the fact that um, they reached out to you, the chamber, to help because it shows the the depth of the your knowledge and the team and, and just the ability to reach those businesses that were impacted. I know they appreciate it. And, and we had some corporate partners in the area. You know, speaking of all that industrial growth, we see you know, all the facilities that are being built, some corporate partners chipped in funds as well, didn't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. We received $100,000 early on from the Facebook, New Albany Facebook Data Center. And yeah. it, again, it was for small businesses. Uh, we gave grants up to $5,000. But yeah. some of these then from the county were, we gave up upwards to $40,000. So not the $5,000 I would I would turn away but when you're talking, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars, that can that can really help a small business. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. I know. In in you know, let's walk back and talk a little bit about history uh, of the area. I haven't you know lived in in the county my entire life, but I've been there long enough to see certainly a shift in in the the economic progression. I would say you know going back. 25 years ago, it, it almost felt like 
uh, you know, completely different area of the state versus, uh, say, Columbus itself. Mm-hmm. And now the, the region uh, particularly feels much more hitched to the activity that's that's going on in, in the Columbus market. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I definitely would agree. I definitely would agree. And, you know, it. I hate to say it's gotten closer because that doesn't make sense. But, you know, <laughs> Zero 161 used to be just two, two way. And so when that opened up to the four lane highway, you know, you can get to uh, the airport, at least I can, in about 35 minutes. That is a huge game changer for us. And so when businesses are looking to locate here, they can easily get into an international airport and that quick a time, that's really important. And there are some people I talk to that live in Southern, um, South part of Columbus, they can't get to the airport that quick. Right. You know, so, so we're really lucky with the infrastructure and the roads that we have and State Route 70 is in this area. And I also give kudos, you know, we have a lot more entertainment venues than we used to, you know, with the Midland Theater and 31 West and some of the new hotels and breweries. And we've kind of become a hot spot of our own for right. people wanting to, you know, get around and, and, and see what's going on. And it really has helped keep our young talent local, too, because there's plenty to do. I, I think that's important, kind of that uh, that that tourism aspect. I've, mm-hmm. I've seen that grow uh, as well over time, and it just it's an outgrowth of the 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 region overall and its growth. And and the best thing you can do is is try to take advantage of that. And and you know where where the area has its specific advantages. You know, try try to you know make sure you capture those things that can help help the community and, and participate in that. So yeah. uh, to that end, let's talk about what are, what are some of your favorite restaurants or, or day trips? Um, I know we've got a couple of new ones that, that are on my list. So I'm interested to hear, hear your thoughts. So, oh, okay. So tomorrow I have the day off and uh, my husband and I are going to get our bikes out and we're going to go to Buckeye Lake and they have, an, you know, with the, all the dam restoration, they have newly paved, has out there i guess it's i don't know eight or nine miles i'm not sure i can do that much but we'll see because i haven't been on a bike in a while um but we're gonna go for a bike ride i love that area we have kayak any real of course i i I patron our our chamber members (laughs) um but you know i love all of our locally owned restaurants um i love that you are able to go and and sit outside at some of them so you kind of have that feeling of you're, you know, in a, in a city in Europe or you're in a bigger city where you can sit outside and, and it's good for COVID. Um, you know, you have more space and open air and makes you feel a little more like you're on vacation. I love Dawes Arboretum, all the nature trails, uh, Yield Mill ice cream is kind of my husband's go-to. So we like to go up there when they open up at the mill and get some ice cream. Um, you know, I, I do like to do a little bit of the beverage trail. So I like wine yeah. um, and, and some, some of our, our breweries are, are really phenomenal around here. So that's great. Yeah. And, you know, I, I love the feel of Granville too. Like we, we go there and walk around and, and go to the ends. Um, we, we just, we're really lucky here. You know, yeah. We don't have just flat land. We have some rolling hills. We have great parks, lots to do. Trampling park is really cool. So, you know, there's just so much that you can get into. And when the theater opens back up, I will be there watching the show for sure. Yeah, the Midland Theater is certainly a, a hidden gem. 
I think, you know, one of the things that the region did too is adapt these, uh, the so-called DORA, you know, the, these outdoor beverage districts, yep. if you want. Yep. And I know, I think that's continuing as well this year, right? So that, yes. that certainly helps yes. entertain yes. perspective, the, the canal market downtown as well, all those things. Absolutely, absolutely. There's a, I think it's a, I don't know exactly how many blocks, I think it's four streets west, east, and, and north, south in downtown Newark. They have on the specific nights, they put in a designated outdoor recreation area. Um, you can take your beer and wine outside in a cup and walk around. So, and go down the canal market if it's going on. Uh, I know Granville have put in a different stipulation where they will allow beverages now out on the patios. Yeah, fun stuff. So, for for businesses out there that don't take advantage wherever they're located that don't take advantage of of their their local chamber. Talk about some of the things that you know the services that that you provide, uh, different councils or or different resources that that are available through we have a lot of um affiliate programming so we have a special group for our hr our our human resource uh people that are in human resources and they meet monthly and we have special programming for them to stay accredited we also have a manufacturer's council where we meet with uh, manufacturers to really talk about best practices and and gather them together talk about you know education as far as how we can upskill the workforce and help them with that. We also have a safety council that works through the BWC to help our members learn more about safety and and best practices for that. One of our newer affiliates is the Young Leaders of Licking County uh, that focuses for uh, the ages of 21 to 40. Unfortunately, I fall just a smidge (laughs) over that, but they provide so much mentorship and growth opportunities and professional development and fun activities. You know, it's just, I didn't have that when I was in that age range and I see the friendships that are being made. And and it's funny because it's between different age ranges. Uh, The mentorship program has brought people together of different ages that would never probably be together. But we also have a lot to do with our advocacy efforts in that we provide our members the opportunity to meet with their local officials, state, national, and provide them a platform to hear from them and meet with them and, and, and talk about what's going on in their business and how they can help. So, and we also have an online presence and we really try to push out whatever is going on in our different uh, businesses and however we can help them. Yeah, I think that those are great resources. I know uh, our firms had a couple of uh, folks go through the, the Young Leaders program and and the mentorship it's it's just it's really fun because they get paired with somebody who's not in their business per se and right. get to learn from them and i think that's the thing we're we're missing somewhat in this uh virtual world is is just having you know dragging some of our young people along being in on those conversations yeah, so yeah. the more Absolutely. more we can do with that the better Absolutely and we we provide a platform for them to meet. They do a pancakes with the president. We provide a platform them to meet other people that are, you know, leaders in their businesses within the community to kind of learn and grow from them too. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, it's tremendous. And you guys just do such a tremendous job. So, and you forgot to mention the, the best event of the year, the groundhog breakfast, right? If you yeah, have- we had to cancel it this year. So we did it virtually. We called it an economic forecast because 
that we felt was really the most important part this year to kind of gauge what's going on in different industries within the community. But typically we do hold that. It falls on a Friday. And so it's either the last Friday in January or one of the first days in February. We do understand that February 2nd is Groundhog Day, but it doesn't always fall on that. Um, and we bring about 700 people together and have a keynote speaker and and try to feed that many people within a half an hour time. We have a great sponsor, entertainment, and do an economic forecast. So it, it's kind of become, oh, I can't kind of, it's the 65th year. So it's it's a big tradition. You know, and, and if you if you try to mess with it, people get mad. <laughs> well, right. I mean, where else can you get together with 700 of your closest friends at 6 a.m. in the morning? Yeah, not too many people do that. And so it, it's a little it's, bit crazy. But yeah, it's phenomenal. We, we really like that. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. So, well, thank you, Jennifer. This is very insightful. And, and uh, again, great to hear about all the, the wonderful things going on and, and how folks should get involved and take advantage of wherever they're they're located, take advantage of the resources that their chamber can provide. They're, you know, they're there to help and be your advocate and and provide resources. So Absolutely. yeah. Thank you for having me on. Thank you very much. Uh we'll look forward to having you on again uh soon and and get an update on all the, the cool things going on. So If you want more business tips and insight or to hear previous episodes of Unsuitable, please visit our podcast page at www.raycpa.com slash podcast. And while you're there, sign up for exclusive content and show notes. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to subscribe to Unsuitable on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to us right now, including YouTube. I'm Doug Hauser. Join us next week for another Unsuitable interview from an industry professional. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance. 